why would your ideal clients look at you as a solution to their problem? And, and, you know, it's really story marketing because all of the companies out there are using stories and brands are not about logos anymore or companies. It's about the person behind the company. Welcome to the business ownership podcast brought to you by awareness strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedlek, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Christy. Christy, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be on the show. We're going to have fun. We are. So give everybody the highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Oh, boy. How much time do we have? (laughs) At least three (laughs) days. Go ahead. Take all you want. (laughs) The story of the entrepreneur, right? Well, so I have uh, been serving women for 20 years, but most recently, I'm not going to go into all 20 years. Don't worry. Calm down, Michelle. I'll I'll ask you that later. It's all good. (laughs) Just a highlight. Um, Yeah. But more recently, I've been helping women uh, really discover their signature story and share it in a way that will help them grow their business Um, and also become uh, an author because we have been publishing co-authored books for about 10 years now. And uh, that is a really great platform for women to have that first book without all of the expense and the time and the effort to do the whole book all by themselves. Nice. And we will talk about how you pull that story out and be able to write the book and, and, and. But before we get into that, so how did you get into writing stories and um, like this as a business? Yeah. So, um, well, we'll go back 20 years now. I started okay. a women's <laughs> <Told you>. organization. <laughs> yeah. I started a women's networking organization on the heels of a divorce and had to get out there and get uh, customers for my uh, mortgage company that I was working for. And um, it, somebody came to me because after about eight years into that, the, my organization was thriving. I had chapters all over in multiple states. And somebody that knew me that is a publisher and said, oh my gosh, you went from almost bankruptcy to creating this thriving business. I want you to share your story in my book. And so of course my first reaction was no, who's gonna care about my story? To me, it didn't seem like that big of a deal because I just had to do it. But I said yes, and that got me introduced to the whole world of story. Um, and I guess that's, that's ground zero. That's when it all got started. Cool. So when it comes to stories and writing books, do you use the book to be able to draw the story out of them? Or do you have the story and then you go, hey, we got a book out of this. How does that work? Um, well, so they're sharing they're sharing their story as a chapter with a bunch of other women, kind of like the model with the chicken soup for the soul, where there's a bunch of inspirational stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the challenge is sometimes people think that they have to have a story that, it, well, for business, they have to have some you know, crazy story, like a bankruptcy story or near death story. And that's not necessarily the case for business. Your signature story really should be the story of why you found this path and why you're so passionate about helping others. And that's what we want to share with our audience, our prospects and soon to be clients, because that really gets them to understand that we are are the person that can help them. We understand what they're going through and we know how to get them results. Did that answer your question or is that yes, like a absolutely. So, convoluted? <laughs> so when it comes to, cause I mean, chicken soup for the soul is notorious for having what they have 250 different topics now. It's like, yeah, there's a ton <laughs> the taken on a, a own life of its own. Right. Right. 
So, I mean, I could understand if it was a book about bankruptcies and surviving bankruptcies. Great. Okay. Now you, then that story becomes pertinent. But if the story's about, you know, how did you overcome and how did you succeed in it, then you may have touched on it, but then the story goes into, like, it's got a different point and a different purpose, like a chapter in a book, each chapter has a different point. So you got to kind of take that into consideration yeah. when you're reading the book. Yeah. Well, it's a, and it, what's nice about it is it's a collection of all different kinds of stories. So there's always going to be something in that book that's going to resonate with somebody. Nice. So do you organize those those books and those collections or are people going out and going, Hey, I want to write a book about this. Can you bring me a bunch of people and we'll figure this out? Or how does it work when you're doing it? Well, we do both. Uh, hey, it started hey. off just with us doing our own series of overcoming mediocrity books. But since then, and uh, because we have a great system, we've got great uh, people that we outsource various components to. So now we also project manage them for other professionals or organizations that want to bring a co-authored book for their brand and for their clients. Nice. So what are some of the, the kind of unique individuals that you've had? The, one of, some of the stories that pop out in your head? Oh, well, so one of them, um, which, which I thought at the time was huge because she lost hundred over a hundred pounds, but in the book I'm working on now, I have a client who lost over 200 pounds. So to see that transformation and then she became a fitness instructor and now she's transitioning more into the mindset piece because she realized it wasn't about the weight. It was about the mindset that had her get that weight on. And so that's an amazing one. I mean, I've had C I had the CEO of national van lines on talking about leadership. Her story was phenomenal. Um, I don't know. I could just go on and on about all of the um, incredible story. A lot of uh, cancer survivors, a lot of divorce survivors, a lot of domestic abuse, uh, human trafficking. We had a, had a couple human trafficking survivors, which were amazing. And when I had those people on, those women on my podcast, those were one of my highest rated shows because people are so interested in that whole topic. And there's a huge awareness in the world that people need to understand that it's everywhere. Like human trafficking is in our backyard. We don't necessarily recognize it. Wow. That's kind of crazy. So when it comes to, to business books, I'm thinking yes. it's a little drier, a little less emotional. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I don't really have that kind of a story. And it's like, nobody has that kind of a story. <laughs> it's like, how, how do you, um, and what kind of things do people have to warm up to, to go, okay, I, I'm in business. I want to write a book because, and, and how do you draw that out of them? You mean to have them do their whole book? Um, no, even if it's just a chapter and like, if, if somebody's going, okay, I, I get that there's value in being able to write this story and to bring it to people's attention. Um, but you know, I don't know how to do that. I'm not really a prolific writer. I don't think it's particularly interesting. <laughs> I don't talk about it. <laughs> so how do you kind of wrap their mind around that? Gotcha. So uh, the majority of the women that I talk to are not writers. They do not know how to share their story. And, and fr quite frankly, they don't even necessarily know which story to use. And that's the hardest part is because we have so many stories in our head and everyone is important to us, but they're not all important to our ideal client. And so I actually have a training and a framework to help them map out the, or well, I have a training to help them map out the framework of their story. And I work with them. Uh, they get, you know, I work with them to help them put all of that together. And then of course it goes to an editor to refine it and make it better. 
but it, it's really hard. Even myself, I, you know, I still get stuck sometimes pulling out things that I need to, because I'm just, I'm, I'm on the inside. I can't see it from the outside perspective. So having me help them with the process makes it very, very easy because I see it clearly. (laughs) Exactly. So what kind of stories or things would be like, how do we identify, Hey, this might be interesting to my potential clients. Uh, well, I think that kind of goes back to is your your why story. Why why are you so passionate about what you do? Um, why would your ideal clients look at you as a solution to their problem? And and you know it's really story marketing because all of the companies out there are using stories and brands are not about logos anymore or companies. It's about the person behind the company. So when we have a business, even as an entrepreneur, sometimes we tend to not want to be center straight. I mean, it's amazing. I still look on people's websites and I still find where their about page has nothing about them personally. Like I want to know why that story got started. I want to know why the founders or the, the CEO of that company is passionate about that business. And that's the story we, we want to bring into you know, our business is the story about why we are so passionate about what we do. Nice. You just reminded me to change my about page. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, right. You know, I was supposed to finish that and I forgot to do that. We um, don't want to be transactional. People don't want to be tr- transactional anymore. They want to be more personalized in their, you know, when they do business with other people. Well, yeah, so, and so I'm going to follow up with you, Michelle. I'm going to check your about page and I'm going to follow <laughs> follow up with you next week to make sure you updated it. Absolutely. I'm counting on it. So when somebody's writing stories, because a lot of times people think a story is once upon a time and when, you know, walk down the street, blah, blah, blah. And, and they're like, well, how do I make that a story? So let's start with that one. And then we'll go into the whole, you know, um, Apple versus IBM and how that became an epic story that's continued on to this day. So timeline where don't, we don't want to share our story in a timeline. Like once upon a time I did this, like, how do you write a story? How do you bring out a story that doesn't sound like once upon a time I. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like to help my clients find the very colorful part of their story because when we share our story, especially in print, we want to keep that reader engaged. So if we don't get them leaning in right away with something that is going to grab their attention and then bring it to life for them, like paint the picture of where you were, what did you smell? What did it look like? You know, what were your feelings? Get really, really clear with all of those senses right away so the reader will be like, like, oh my gosh, I I totally get it. I can totally relate or I'm right there on that journey with that person. And so that's, I believe the best way to start is with that high definition or the, you know, the mic drop moment when everything becomes so real um, and so big that the reader just wants to know more. And then you go into the journey of how you got through that and when you made that decision to change and then the steps that you took to accomplish that change. And so um, it's really kind of, there's like a story arc to uh, take that 
person on the journey from problem to solution. And uh, that way the reader will be like, oh, yep, she did it. So can I, or he did it. So can I. Nice. So when you're working with somebody, what does that look like? Do they need to have some homework done ahead of time or does working with you just kind of draw that out from the get-go? How does that work? Yeah, well, so it's funny because um, I have a you know a bunch of different workbooks and uh, I like to, and I like to like encourage them to not read any of the stories from our other authors because I want their story to be uniquely theirs. But I just get on the phone with them right away and we map that out. We I help them pull the highlights out and then they go back and they start filling in the blanks. And so I find that that's the best way because otherwise so many times, or at least for me too, as a new writer, when before I got uh, kind of built my writing muscle, I didn't even know where to start. And so I'd be sitting there. And so for me to help them get started with the framework, it will really help them then fill in the blanks and then keep going with it. Nice. So when they're, when they're writing this story, they get this story, do they then use it in their talks and their speeches or about pages? Do they use it everywhere or do they just get in the habit of writing and go, oh, okay, I get it. I can use this framework and build out these different stories for each place. Well, it really should be the same story. Now, of course, as your business changes or evolves, you might want to pull out different stories, but mm -hmm. Let's say for this time frame, you want to have the same story and then use it in different places um, and use different lengths of it. And the way I teach it is your signature story as written in our books is really the same framework as a good signature talk where you share your story, you share tips, and then you have a call to action because all of our books have a call to action at the end of every story. So the reader can have an opportunity to continue on that journey and take the tips that they learned in the book, but also maybe go to the website and get a few more resources to help the person. I love it. So that signature story, is it about me? Is it about my business? Is it about my client's journey? Who Who is that story really about? Well, honestly, it's really not about us. So when I share my story, it really shouldn't be about me. It's about me positioning myself as the guide or the person to help my ideal client. And that's what's really the most important. If you want to use your story in business is realize that like my first story was about my divorce. And yes, it helped my clients at that time connect with me, but it didn't position me as an expert. And so I don't use that story. I use a story that now positions me as the person that can really best help my clients. And of course, I've got two like businesses. So I have to use a different story for each business because I have a different why for each thing I do. Um, but you want to use a story that's going to connect with your ideal client and let them know that you understand their story and their journey and you can help them get on the other side like you did. Nice. Well, and one of my favorite stories, as I was alluding to earlier, is the whole when Apple came out with the Apple guy versus um, IBM guy, a PC guy. And I guess I got to call him PC guy. That would be a lawsuit <laughs> waiting to happen if they called him IBM guy. Now I associate with IBM guys or PC guy. I am totally cool with it, but I still love the story. So I get that there's a little bit of, um, you know, little elbowing going on there, but I still love the story. Are there stories in business where you've personified the client and, um, and they really relate to that aspect of it? 
more so than kind of say your divorce story. Uh, if you were, if your business was taking divorced women and, and helping them start a business, that would totally make sense. Um, but is it more kind of, are there other good stories about kind of the persona that they've created as their clients that you can think of? And I'm throwing you under the bus on that one. <laughs> oh, you mean other examples of companies out there that have great stories? Like, like the IBM one. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or, <clears throat> or well, whether or not the listeners are familiar with that, but. Well, I mean, look at all of the insurance companies out there right mm -hmm. now. And they're what differentiates them. We've got, you know, flow. We've got the little gecko guy. Now we've got the, I don't even know what insurance company it is, but the guy always having stories about now he's becoming his parents, you know, the elderly. <laughs> so, you know, they've brought stories in to their brand to get people to chuckle, right? Chuckle and relate and be like, oh yeah, the gecko company or yeah, the, you know, flow, you know? So, you know, it's just, it's really important to have story associated with your business in some way. Nice. I love it. So what would you say is your favorite part of your business right now? You know what? Honestly, the favorite part for me is seeing my clients grow because the whole journey of sharing your story is very therapeutic. And I've seen so many women that, you know, first they're like, well, I don't really want to share my story. I, under I don't really understand why this would be helpful for me in business. And they end up by saying yes, they have a few struggles doing it, right? Because now they're dealing with a lot of stuff, but then they grow from it and then they stand taller, their businesses grow. And it, it just almost is a process of personal development that results in business development. And it's, I see it and I didn't recognize it at first, but I see it over and over and over again. And it's just really cool to see that transformation happen. Nice, I love it. So do you have a good Cinderella story of one of your clients? Oh, I've got tons of them, tons of them, tons of them. Um, I mean, I've got, uh, I don't wanna give names, but you know, clients that are now seven figure coaches or international speakers. And they, you know, at first they were super shy, like, oh, I don't wanna share my story. So. There's just a ton of really amazing transformational stories from the clients that I've been working with. So it's, it's really neat. Nice. I love it. So what might somebody be thinking right now, or what are they going through that they're going, Oh my God, Christy, I need you so badly. So they well, want to write a book. They don't want to write a book, but they need to, they've been told they have to write a book what kind of things are going on. For them? Well, yeah. So honestly, having a book, writing a book, is something that we hear more and more, you know, it's, it's the new business card and it's going to help you get visibility and credibility, but it never takes top of the list in your priorities, right? It, it's like, Oh, I'll get to it one day, or, you know, I'll go on a vacation one one day and I'll just start writing that time never comes. And if it doesn't get to be a top priority on your list, you probably won't ever do it. And so I mean, look at it from a different perspective. If you're looking to hire somebody or if you're looking to vet somebody and you do research on them and all of a sudden you see they're, they've got a book, you know, they're an Amazon bestselling author. Doesn't that give you a different perspective on them? Because they've accomplished something that not many people do. So, you know, and it's a great marketing plan. It's a great marketing 
marketing investment. So I just, I just really want to encourage people. There's so many benefits to having a book, to sharing your story that you don't necessarily recognize until it's all over. Um, but I, I really just encourage people to consider it and bump it up on your list. <laughs> nice. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start their journey with you? Oh, how do they start the journey with me? Um, well, I, I tell you what, can I give a free gift that will Absolutely. help people? Absolutely. We love okay. gifts. So I actually have like a little micro course in a workbook that will help people kind of get started on this story journey and go through the process of maybe pinpointing the right story and putting it together in a way that's going to be compelling for the reader. And it's a story selling made easy system. It's my story selling made easy bundle. Um, I will give you the link for you to put in the show notes, uh, but it is a great way for people to get started. And then if they want more support support for me, then there's uh, ways in that, you know, that document for them to connect with me and maybe book a call. Nice. I love it. Love it. Love it. Awesome. So I get to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? <laughs> well, so I remember as a like a kid, like before I was a two digit kid, right? You know, eight, nine, 10 or eight, eight or nine that my grandmother would ask us, me and my cousin and my brother to pick up sticks in the yard. And I would go out there and we'd pick up sticks and then I'd break them. So I get more sticks. So then I get more money. And of course we're just getting pennies, but I'm like, okay, instead of having, you know, 50 sticks, I can have a hundred sticks because I'd break them all in two. Um, and then I take the money and then I go to 7-Eleven the, down the street, buy candy and then sell it to all the neighborhood kids. And so I don't know. I just did that all of the time. And then I got, had to, after my divorce, get a J-O-B that was just not in my wheelhouse. And then I transitioned back to an entrepreneur. And so other than just a few years here and there, I've been this special, crazy entrepreneurial journey. And sometimes I want to jump off, but I, I don't, I stay on it. And <laughs> I, you know, there are too many good parts of being an entrepreneur that make it, make all the bad parts worth it. Nice. I love it. You've been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Ooh, um, any last words? I don't know. You know what? I just want to encourage people to, uh, especially women, because I know a lot of times women spend their whole life serving others and supporting others and helping other people accomplish their dreams. And I just want to encourage people to men or women to, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So put a stake in the ground, own your power, step into your glory and just start living for yourself. Because the more you start living for yourself, the more it's going to help people around you. So don't feel that you have to be like, wait till it's your turn. Your turn is now own it, step into it. And other people will prosper from that. Love that. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Well, thank you, Michelle. This is fun. Nice. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.